Welcome back to Recruiter Insights. This is a podcast made by recruiters to give you some insights. Today we have Marcus, a musician currently joining Fish Leong's tour in China, to share his music career journey and advices to youths who want to join music industry. share with us, you know, about your current role and what you're doing right now. Uh, okay, so I'm a, I'm a freelance musician, but uh, uh, basically I do, mus- I do music performance full-time. Uh, so I play, uh, mostly I play for like, uh, whether for like artists or, or like whether for, for jobs like a uh, like recordings or actually yeah like tv or songs are uh, songs basically p- performing uh live or recording it mm. yeah do you compose your own songs uh i we me i so i have me and my friend we i have mm-hmm. uh we have this we have, we started like this duo group we did a few of our songs, but it's just for like fun, not mm. nothing, nothing commercial. I guess it's uh just on the side. It's more like a hob- hobby because, uh, you you get to do your own music, uh, but nothing nothing big lah. Nothing big in terms of like you know reach. It's just like our own Instagram, YouTube. I just, see. Just very, very uh. Very casual project. Very casual. Very casual. Very like. very. Just chill, uh, like indie. Nobody, nobody knows, so it's okay, one. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Actually, I'm quite curious. Uh, what instruments do you play? Uh, I play a guitar. Electric guitar or acoustic. Yeah. My oh, I forgot to say. Just not my the the. If you want, to check it out. The, the can the group was called Iskus. Oh, sorry, I forgot. It's so it's been so long since we posted stuff. We posted Ayo. a lot during pre and during MCO because uh-huh. nothing to do much. But it's called it's called ISCUS, ISCUS. Oh, okay. So actually, I want to ask how long have you been a freelance musician? Okay. Uh, okay, so I, when I was studying in uh, uni, I was doing like gigs uh, part-time. Part-time because like, like when I... After after uni or like during the nights uh, when there are, when uh, there are jobs, uh, so that was like, uh, when I was eight, eighteen, uh, sorry, doing the math eight years ago, but uh, yeah. I started doing full time like right after I graduated, and how did was, you hmm? how did you find like all these gigs opportunity? Cause when you were young, right? Mm-hmm. How did you go? To places and say that you know I can play this for you. Right, oh. I I actually didn't. <laughs> I didn't do that. Uh, how I started, how I got into the the local music scene was uh I was very blessed lah to to uh, have the opportunity from. There was this uh singer that was from the same church as 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 uh, as this. um. So her name was Amy, Amy Yo. 
she was I'm not sure, I think she was singing a bit already and then uh, she she asked me to if I wanted to I mean if I want to play for her uh, for her gig so the like she, I think she was going to perform in uh, this place called No Black Tie which used to be around uh, not anymore it's basically like where uh, it's one of the main places to go and watch uh, like local music right is that yeah. like the Bobo place in something Busan? like Bobo yeah but this one's in like KL KL uh, it was it was like one of the the OG ones, yeah, the OG. Yeah, it's so sad that they. Yeah, yeah. so it was from there that uh, that I got to meet. Uh, if I mean that that gig itself was like crazy because I know who were, who were going to play like the musicians, and they're like the top top guys. Like, so there there there's this um drummer. He plays for everyone, and like. Everyone is in like he tours for everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, not everyone, but like a lot of artists are like Fish, Leong, even like like uh, a lot of people. Sorry, uh, his name is Jonathan. Uh, sorry, John Thomas. So I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, being like, like if you are, uh, like into music or here locally, that like you will definitely know his his name. So I'm like, oh shucks, I'm gonna play with. Him. like it's, it was quite daunting because uh, he's like top top and then this is like my first gig and like I, I didn't even like study music uh, like uh, properly like in, in uni uh, and then the other guys who were playing also were great like good like crazy good musicians uh, which I mm-hmm. roughly know of them or uh, I know of their names uh, and, and yeah so that was how I started so you were the uh, new boy la, who I was joined. a newbie, yeah. And like, uh, I, I remember Amy told me this before, like, like, because she told me like how like she told them that, oh, I want to get this guy from my church to play. Then like, they were like, yo, why? Why you want to get church guy? But then, I, I thank God, like, it's like, it ended up well, like, when we first met and like, we played, like, okay, they were all very nice and uh, accepting. And did you have to do did they have to do an audition on you no, just, there oh. was no audition it was oh. just okay wow. la, like come come for rehearsal we, we just try la. i mean rehearse for the show la, and that was how i first met met them and actually that was my, my uh how i how i was brought into the the music industry la, which it's not it's not like it wouldn't be like uh the common what what most people would uh, experience because it's like a special door that open, you know, because mm. I got the access to play with uh, these guys even on the first time, like my first show. Yeah, so, you were very lucky that somebody yeah. believed in you and introduced you to this. Yeah. yeah. Nice. You mentioned that you did not study music. So what did you study like in terms of your degree? Yeah, I... I mean, I, I always wanted to, like, do music and I wanted to study it, like, take it as a, uh, as a degree. La. But my parents uh, thought, not thought otherwise, but they, they wanted me to have something that I could fall, fall on 
as a backup plan, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So not 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 um, restricting me to not be able to do music after they just. Uh, I mean, we had I had to agree with them lah. Basically, like, okay, I'll I'll just do this, but I can do whatever I want after that. So mm-hmm. I studied. Uh, I just took whatever, <laughs> whatever course that was like generic lah. I I I studied uh mascom. Mm. So, uh, that was my my uni life lah. Just not to say dreading, but like I'm okay. Just get by, and then uh, while I was doing um uh, uni, uh, so I could like keep and all. I I just had to finish the course. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Not everybody studied that course and then went into it like. I yeah. studied psychology. I didn't become a therapist or counselor. Yeah. Should I study engineering? He I, didn't I end up becoming an engineer. Not going to work as an engineer anymore. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, just curious, like, how did your passion in music come about? Like, when, who introduced you to music? Uh, my my parents actually. My dad is a musician himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since young, lah, since young. I've, I mean, at home so, you know, he's he's always working on, uh, jingles because he he does more like production, uh, mm. writing stuff and performing also like, a lot in church and like the the, um, in the church scene uh, but commercial wise he he just uh, writes writes and produces more, but yeah so since young, my dad was the main, uh. Influencer, since I was, mm-hmm. I would say since I was born. Cause after that, like he, I mean, my parents also they sent us to music class at Yamaha. Since uh, we were before three actually, because like, so they had this course for three olds, uh, but uh, it it's called the Jun, JMC. I forgot what it stands for in Yamaha, uh, Junior Music something like course. I don't know, but. Three so, years old. Do you remember yeah. what instrument? Uh, it's basically at three years old. I, I, uh, it's not like uh, you just join like all the, um, like like singing like so like, you just get acclimated to like music that sort of thing. There are certain like certain songs that like, you just play on the on the keyboard, but nothing like, to, like, uh, advance or even like. It's very 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 basic. Like it's the entry, the mo- the most entry level to, like introducing, music to your kid. I think something like that lah, in a in a class format or in like a class setting. So yeah, my parents, my dad lah, basically was the, was the, one who really, influenced uh me and even my brother in, in music when we were younger. So you start learning music, uh, in so, while well, you was three, right? So yeah. do you happen to have any time you're like, oh, I'm quite sick of music, then I yeah. want to change to another oh. time? Uh, it wasn't sick of music, but it was sick of the instrument that I had to play, because it, <laughs> it was piano, it was classical. Oh, I, I mean, see. Basically, it's classical. The like the background yes. is classical, and then yes, and then it's piano. So like. Like after, cause okay, I I, 
I did it from three to twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think twelve or thirteen, sorry, thirteen, I think. Uh, but like, I think by nine, uh, sorry, not nine, uh, seven. By mm-hmm. seven, it's like I, wow. I don't really like it because it's I. I mean, I do enjoy like the, uh, the the things that we do there, but mm-hmm. I don't like like practicing piano and yeah, all the songs and and like. There are regimes to like classical. Yeah, I uh, hated it too. Yeah, I did that. It's yeah, just, they're just doing it for exam. Yeah, yeah. Very boring. And it wasn't like so much of my passion. It's just like okay lah, just you know, uh, training. Just take or, exam. Yeah, like BRSM. Yeah, so so that was like, uh, I I mean I didn't hated it. I I okay maybe I like really disliked it when I was mm-hmm. uh ten to twelve like at at the at the nearing end of my, of the course like of, of whatever classical uh, education I had, but mm-hmm. yeah, from when I was seven, like how I got into guitar was oh I got into guitar when I was seven when my dad bought, <laughs> oh it was on sale lah during at Yamaha so, uh this like warehouse sale this the the cheapest electric guitar there, because <laughs> every week I always go down there and then tune 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 for fun like. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I remember I tuned, tuned halfway so right then they they scold me I was like hey why? I'm a kid right at 7 years so old like why but then I, I know the sound or like at least I know what what it's supposed to be la. so I just tuned then okay la, whatever then I scolding but, but I always like was intrigued la. I always go to the guitar corner there see 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 every time before and after piano class because I go to the one in Yamaha Kalan Jaya the big big one Mm. So like downstairs, they have all the guitars and guitar stuff displayed. So that was like the only nice part lah. Uh, at when I was at, at my age at time, so I always just go there after class or before class, that sort of thing. So when did you get? When did you get oh. serious with uh you know picking up guitars like that transition uh, piano? Okay, mom, I don't like it. What about uh, yeah, so when I was seven, my dad got like bought me actually like I think he bought for himself but like with the interest of me playing it lah. So I, I really liked it and I played with it. He taught me a few like basic chords. Ah. Then since there I I uh yeah, I I just started to resonate with it. Oh I really liked it lah since young, you know. Oh also I think one of the reasons why it was like I remember seeing my uh like when I was in kindergarten I saw my my PE teacher at that time mm-hmm. I was like oh okay this is a cool guy like and then end up I like, went to church right or oh, we joined UMC then we see hey my PE teacher playing guitar <laughs> they're like hey so cool <laughs> the guy the guy is Dennis if you all know Dennis uh Dennis Lau so yeah that, that was like oh okay like I Maybe that was also why like I thought like it was quite cool uh guitar. But I, I, I knew like I always like like when I see a guitar I liked it la when I was young. So that's why I was with my dad also got got one. But it was from there basically that uh I started to okay, like pick it up. A lot of it's like self taught ish sla- uh, slash like just watching and uh like learning a bit from my dad's friends who are musicians, but nothing like nothing formal, uh, compared to like you know the piano classes, 
Wow. <clears throat> Must be talented in this area. No, Talent la, but and I mean, interest. <laughs> interest definitely fielded. Uh, and then also uh, the the having I think I mean the twelve years or when maybe seven years before, uh, of of eh, not seven sorry, <laughs> like four or five years before when I got the guitar like four or five years before, um all the the background from, uh, like Yamaha uh, the whatever, whatever skills or like formal training like of in music that really helped, especially in hearing I guess, because. It helped to pick up faster. I, I, I would think so. I, I don't think like whatever I didn't enjoy did not help me in my growth. Wow. Andrea, do you remember at what age you pick up your music lesson? Oh, Mia. Uh, I think I was eight and then I did it all the way until I think around college just before college but um i didn't like it so i just wanted to finish the yeah i did i did abrsm now so i finished I until eight yeah and then i finished eight and then i was like okay i'm done i'm not doing this right like right. thanks so the piano is in my parents house but i i don't play it i only played it once for like this music therapy lesson in psych when i was doing my degree oh. and after that i, I oh. never touched it again <laughs> so yeah just not not so i'm like someone who did music but it was something I just didn't enjoy, right? right? And I just didn't pursue a different music thing. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I was definitely not three years old uh, when I started See, music. <laughs> I, I think I took my music lesson from seven or eight, then all the way up to 18 or so. Then I have too much other things I wanted to do. So it's like music kind of least prior, less prior, not least, but less priority. Right, right. In in my Lisa. So wow. that's why it's like, oh, I couldn't really further pursue that. And also I feel like one of the things that actually links to another question is because I feel like I'm not that talented in a sense. So I don't want to further pursue music for my future. Then I my question actually is like, do you have kind of like the imposter syndrome whereby you feel like actually I'm not that talented also? Because for music industry somehow talents the effect of talent actually is way much stronger than the practices. I'm not sure this is based on my feelings, but I'm not sure do I have this kind of imposter syndrome like, or actually I'm not that good enough, then is it possible, maybe, uh, will I get survived if I full-time work as a musician, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, I definitely resonate with that uh, because... I, I can talk more about that later as well. I, I mean, in some of the yeah. questions. But mainly, uh, not to say my whole journey, la, but mm-hmm. as when I started you know, doing doing music, whether it's part-time or full-time, uh, I always had that thought. La, because one, I I didn't get to study music. Because I thought, I, I always think like, okay, la, you know, that, that I want to do that because then I can at least, there's a... Um, there's a gain in that that will help me when I plan to do it full time. You know, there's a there's a mm-hmm. benefit in that. But I didn't mm-hmm. get to do it, so I had to do the unconventional way. Uh, but you know, yeah. I mean, I thank God that like doors open, uh, opportunities came through, and like not not how I wanted it, but uh, so 
but but it it yeah it, it led to bigger platforms or bigger bigger type of shows you know that that I that I could be part of that that I that's why I also I'm always always like struggling with that imposter syndrome mm-hmm. thing I, once in a while I do I do mm-hmm. because I know like um yeah I mean okay so like you mentioned about talent like like could is like it would drive you in, uh, sorry I'm just like paraphrasing from... the the effect of talents is kind of like it's... stronger than the effect of practices uh, uh not really but like you can like talent is something yeah it's, it's good but but uh you really have to work at it lah. like so <laughs> for me uh well I think okay maybe being interested and okay like being able to pick up guitar fast uh, was yeah you can say it like a talent but but mm-hmm. because I like in the unconventional journey of of growing uh, you really have to work at it like and I, I really like this mm-hmm. uh, my some somewhat Sifu in music uh, he's, he's the he's one of the music directors that I work with a lot uh, he is. He was a one. One of the guys who also brought me in, uh, into doing in like doing music and even the bigger platforms like full time. Mm-hmm. His name is Aubrey Suito. He always said like, you know, uh, talent without uh hard work, it, it gets you nowhere la. So, which is very true mm-hmm. la. I I I think I resonate with that because if I mean, I wouldn't say like. I, I okay but like if if um I wouldn't work hard at what I am like you know interested in or like with the opportunity that gave me uh mm-hmm. this this gig and all then I would just be like stagnant and and yeah I think so it really goes hand in hand but uh but yeah in terms of the imposter syndrome uh, we'll talk about it more maybe later <laughs> yeah but but I definitely do feel it at, at times even even now right i can see that this industry also very mm, how do i say like you need to do a lot of networking like the people that you know and the people that you know that believe mm-hmm. in you and know that you can you play really well and then, then whenever there's any gig or projects then they will mm-hmm. remember about you is the is the industry like this yes uh it's pretty much like that, uh, but okay. So how I got, uh, got in was like see from Amy, that was like from for the. I wouldn't call it like a big gig. It's like those, like no black tie. These sort of, uh, venues. The gigs are like a, like more chill. Like, uh, what's the what's the word? Ah. Uh, like underground kind of music spots, you know local underground mm. music spots but it's not like the commercial uh bigger platforms mm. uh so how i got into to that other like the bigger platform kind of shows and opportunities was also through through, through this uh, music director aubrey which happened to be in church in our church uh like i was same church with him last time uh, uh then he i guess he always seen me play whether in church, uh, for service, and somehow okay lah. Like he, 
he seen your that. work uh, and he no, knows it. Yeah, but it wasn't really work at the time because it was just like me playing church like for fun and like I like I like to play and I so we, we do like talk like even he and my parents like basically he like when it was time to select you like go for uni right we went to meet him because like my I was thinking okay if we if talk to Uncle Aubrey he will surely say yes to my parents and like yeah you know he should study music but it was the other way around but he told he told my parents like it's better to do something like study something else because uh you uh, i can still get uh if i'm okay at least study something else and then if i'm really sure then i can still go into music and not like somewhat he said uh I, I, okay not he said lah but from what I somewhat remember and paraphrase, it's like so that I don't waste whatever uh, opportunity that I could do if if in the end that music wasn't something I really wanted to do seriously. Lah. Which was fair enough, but at the time I was like, ah, you say that to my parents and then like, I have to go and do this thing then like, okay lah, I mean. <laughs> but, but he did uh, like, he did like, I think he did say at that at that talk at the time, like uh, if I mean after studying, and if if I was still uh interested and I'm sure then, uh yeah he he's open to like give me a call uh, and mm. and even so I mean I, I was okay law so while I was studying that's why I, I do like I do what I wanted to do like like what was my passion so I I gig a bit here and there and he did call like for like one of the the more uh somewhat church kind of shows like his christmas show that sort of thing so that, that was like oh okay that was when i first worked with him lah. and from there after like, i graduated he he was the one that opened the door for me to play with uh more the local side uh the local bigger shows that so mm-hmm. so wow. i i wouldn't say like it, it was me right i i wouldn't like I actually for myself I didn't really go go like go there and net, I didn't network like, like You didn't have to net try no, no, I didn't have to. Uh, or like you don't have to try I, hard to network. Um it's important I know like networking in this scene, but in my journey, like I'm mm-hmm. I would say I'm very blessed uh, that mm-hmm. uh, the people that played a part in me helping me to enter this industry was already uh like pe- somewhat the people i know and like since young they have somewhat like you know uh not to say identified but like maybe a bookmark and keep keep a tap on on, mm-hmm. on me and then when it when the opportunity came then uh i took it like and, and thank god like it's it's favorable for now and if it, i mean until now yeah so um just wanted to ask how often do you get gigs these days? Uh gigs are like now, like okay, aside from the, the Ramadan period, uh normally or av- in average la a week, uh there'll be maybe one or two. Most most of the time it's on the weekends. Weekends and right. mid midweek, sorry. But uh Ramadan has been quiet because when it's Ramadan, like no no events, that sort of thing. So it's just mostly like the 
underground kind of pub gigs and all, but no right. no events or no concerts ah. But this is like now lah. Like before that, when I was studying, so it's maybe just one in like sometimes one month, which is like I'm quite happy because like he get to play. But that sort of thing lah. It's not. Right. It's not really stable. If you're talking, so it's not like consistently you will always get uh, a certain amount all the time, but generally, yeah, it's but not generally that frequent, la. Yeah, it's it's not certain one la. Certain months is really good, like you get busy, like like very busy, like in a week, like a few a few, maybe like three or sometimes four gigs, but uh, certain months is like quiet la. So. There's no, there's no no sense of really like solid stability in terms of like, uh, financially what you can get, you know. But, uh, it's it's the. I mean, if you can, I remember Uncle Aubrey also mentioned like you know it's he did tell me like he laid it out clearly lah like if you really want to do music full time, you gotta expect that. Uh, it's not in. You're not in for, not really in for the money because, uh, you can I mean you can do other other stuff that, that can maybe pay more or pay pay more stably, uh. But, uh, it is the passion that, you, will hold on to if, like certain months like, like you know you are it's quiet or like like especially like doing MCO well it's, it was tough for for musicians in general because. Nothing, no, no jobs, no, basically nothing. Yeah, and then you cannot really work from home because, uh, there wasn't any, thing to do. Only maybe like certain recordings, not not like, yeah. So it was it was tough and definitely not stable lah. Right, okay, not stable, but you're passionate enough about it to continue going. Um, at this, so I wanted to ask you a follow up question. Yeah. Um, what do you have, if any? Mm-hmm. Do you have career goals for yourself in that way, or like how do you know you've made it, or when do you have like milestones that you want to hit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, <clears throat> I mean, I've been pretty blessed with like opportunities to play for. I mean, I would call it like big artists lah in in Malaysia, uh, but <clears throat> what are the goals? I when I was young, I used to like just want to perform and like goals were like okay, like play outside and you know what else and like work as a musician. And then, I mean, more realistic goals is like uh, being able to play like a big, uh, like a concert lah, basically. And I somehow, I mean, somewhat r- realized that dream already. Uh, so the other goal is, or like not goal lah, but the dream is to eventually go for a tour, or like play for a tour. You know, uh, that that sort of thing lah. Who are the big artists in Malaysia that you have played for, or you will be playing for, if you I, can share? Yeah, yeah. If it's yeah. okay to share, I have played for uh so like uh the malay scene uh some of the big art bigger artists uh 
Siti Nohaliza, that one's under under Aubrey. Oh. Yeah, so Siti Nohaliza, um, Anwar Zain, if you all have heard Anwar Zain, and then his sister as well, Ziana Zain. And then more current, <clears throat> more current artists, uh, so not current, sorry, more younger artists, uh, it's like Ernie Zachary and uh, Shamil. Uh, they are husband and wives, but they are they are both uh, artists, individual artists as well. Uh, this, this, this feel uh, for uh, that for the local, like if you want to call like big artists, and oh, sorry the the Malay the Malay big artists, and the Chinese side, the Chinese scene, um, is it considered local? Actually, I'm not sure. No, I think not local, because. They are Malaysian-ish, but like abroad already. Uh, Gary Chow, <coughs> if you all know Chow Ge, Gary Chow. Mm, yeah. Uh, Gary yeah. Chow. Um, recently, Eric Mu is an older, t- old, not old timer, but like my parents' era. And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know him. Yeah. Eric uh, Mu in Mandarin. Wu Chi Sian in Mandarin. Yeah. Yeah. Wu Qixian is the shit, I forgot his song. Uh a lot. Uh. He wrote a lot for uh, even for like He Jackie wrote Chow. a lot. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so Eric Mu, Wu Qixian, what one of the big artists? Uh well, okay, so talking about like like uh like the dreams and all right. So I'll be actually playing for I mean I'm gonna somehow check the list of touring in very soon last soon so next month actually i'll be playing for fish leong on their wow. tour so, Liang Jingru. yes <laughs> Liang Jingru. so i hope that goes well but actually let me see behind yeah i think i think it's those few like that's like a tag there, but like oh, you collect oh. the tags. I just keep yeah. it here, but So when you say yeah. tour, it's like their concert around the world. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not sure. Uh, for now, the tour for Fish Leong, uh, is in China only. Like from next oh, month yeah. until until year end, but uh-huh. they 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 may have plans to. Go, like around the world as well like, but, but mm-hmm. as of now it's just China yeah oh, I see I see so when you join this kind of place do you need to get auditioned by each of the singer or you just join together with your band uh, no it, it's more of like a normally like for all these shows like there's the music director that that uh that gets the band together, like basically the highest because mm-hmm. we are all freelance. Like mm-hmm. most, if not everyone in like all the musicians, they are like freelancing. So he the music director gets uh whoever he wants to play. Mm. Like yeah, so uh no audition. Just mm-hmm. I yeah, just just get a call from uh I guess because they also already know somewhat know like I worked with them before you know so like mm-hmm. fought with Aubrey like like first few times worked with him then you know like get, then we play in different other shows then 
the this Fishland one, however, was uh interesting because it's uh, I worked with the music director, or not really music director. He's the band leader in Nila, but he called to to for the gig. But I worked with him once, uh, for a recording only during the MCO. Then, uh, but the other musicians that are playing as well, I I've been I work work with them quite often. I would say, so I guess from there, so that's why like. In that sense, like the network, like not so much of like I go and tell, hey, I want to play this, you know, no, but it's like maybe, maybe, word referral, of referral, yeah, referrals. I think, uh-huh. I think a lot of it's like that, lah. It's like referral, but also like you get discovered, right? Yeah, in that yeah. way, yes. like you just play and then someone discovers you, and yeah. then, yeah, yes, that that portfolio of what you have played, you know, and oh, okay, then they they see from there, lah. Like not so much of an audition, but maybe from like what have you done and I guess who you're playing with also uh, helps because it helps with the networking or like connection yeah Marcus what's difficult or challenging about your job ah? uh, like finance I mean not okay not finance like but like financially like stability is one of the challenge like we talked about earlier because not having uh not having like an employer to pay either EPF or or mm-hmm. yeah, like you have to do it yourself or sometimes if there's no job then oh, it's hard lah, you know, but that sort of thing. But other than that, the only thing that's I would say like hard for me or like I feel like it's hard for whether it's like for Okay, maybe for the bigger bigger shows, uh, I think it's more of the stress that uh, mm. sometimes, or a lot of times, most of the time is self-inflicted, at least for me. Uh. Uh, so it's kind of like the imposter sim- syndrome step. Yeah, something like that as well. Now. Yeah, uh-huh. but uh, because uh, I think, especially in the bigger shows, a lot of it is so, it's, cause it's not so much of the work being very hard because the, the music is it's not very it's, it's more like commercial so it's, it's pop music generally mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's more of the stress uh, the work environment and the stress you know that um, that you have to deliver it still on, on on point whether easy or not like sometimes if you're not feeling it or like you know you're affected by whatever in life uh, you still have mm-hmm. to deliver it like, because uh, so so I think that that's like the, the most difficult thing to to do like get 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 through is the the mind because like especially for this tour or like not tour like big big concerts uh yeah there's a lot of like you have to I don't know how to say this clearly but uh a lot of it is like dealing with your own stress because we know sometimes when you're stressed you can't function properly. Or like when you stress, then you fumble or you play something wrong because eh, I'm not relaxed or I'm not like how I'm practicing or playing at home when there's no, there's no pressure. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing like. And then, and then uh, the other not 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 say like difficult thing, but constant challenge to that that you face is uh, working in or being able to cope uh, in the in this kind of environments. Because mm. 
it is, I think, crucial that if you are able to cope, and definitely you can, or like people will still call you. If really in mm-hmm. these moments where, oh, if you break down or like shut down, and then uh, it will be hard like, and it will affect the your not say reputation something like that lah but mm-hmm. yeah you, you know what I mean so it's the stress of working in an environment that you have to always deliver no matter what lah mm. mm. talking about financial stability uh, okay it's a bit sensitive but you can give mm-hmm. a, just a broad range usually like for maybe small gigs lah gigs or concert what kind of pay or how much do people normally earn like in the range like do they pay by the number of years you have in the industry or do they pay by I don't know like right. I don't know what is it like in the music scene right normally it's a standard like as in same all the musicians in the okay maybe like for whatever show it is okay maybe let's talk about like the underground like the maybe bars or club kind of shows. That one's like, it's always fixed rate. Like, everyone has the same sort of thing. Like, not there's like, normally a few, like, three to five hundred, depends on where the value is. Sometimes lower, sometimes in between lah. Uh, yeah, normally it's like a split of whatever portion that they give to the band and you get that. Then like in... Concerts, however, like it's still the same across uh, all the musicians, except uh, except the music director because he basically does more work. Uh. he he gets everyone together. He writes all the, the parts, the charts, and working with the artists. So he's like, you know, if you have a CEO or something, I think like that sort of level. But then for musicians. It's still a fixed, uh, fixed rate, where whatever the 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 venue or the the show would give. Normally, like concerts would be maybe like from local ones lah, like one the high close to two thousands ah, two thousand something maybe, that sort of thing lah. Wow, I see. And do they pay you guys immediately after the show or you have to uh, wait for your payment? You need to master your sales Some, collection. Uh. Uh, no, no. Like I, we don't really do that. Some, a lot of times it, come, it does come late because it's not, mm-hmm. it's not based on the, the music director. Sometimes it's because they, it's the organization or like the, the boss you know, that, that produces the whole concert. They also have to release the money late. I don't know, yada yada, all this thing lah. So <laughs> when it comes to the when it comes to the music director to pay us, it comes late or so sometimes. Like it does happen, but there are shows also where they get the pay first. Like on show day, they already get the pay. So sometimes you know we get paid first. Like, okay, I'm good to the show. That's something. But but in but often is you do it first, then you either get paid after or sometimes late. It's a transaction kind of kind kind of kind of thing like you have to somewhat offer your service first. There's no like mm. certain date that you'll come, you know. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Not easy to be in this industry. Um, 
what would you advise those who want to consider music as a career? Remember when you wanted to study, take on a degree of music, right? And uh, your is Aubrey. Aubrey was the one to advise you yeah. not to study music, yeah. study something else. Then yeah. will you give the same advice yeah. to the people, to other people? Will you give the same advice to that seventeen-year-old boy or girl out there who mm. wants to consider music as a career? somewhat but also to really like to really ask the person if they are really sure la, in terms of uh, I'm not just like okay like I'm not just doing it as a because I really like music and like I want to do it but I want to do it because like I'm oh, sorry it's not, sorry, not, not, not that but like I want like it's not like the person who wants to do it like just out like a hobby or like a heavy interest, but it's more of like uh, if he understands like what it means to do it full time la, like uh, like the difficulties as well I guess, but then also in terms of the 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 maybe I won't talk so much on the reward because it differs for different people. <laughs> like I wouldn't want to you know guarantee hey you know if you do this way then yeah you can play for artists there is, doesn't really happen for uh, like would happen for everyone la. so main, mainly I guess I would tell them to uh, continue to uh, if they are at, at present you know if they are sure or like they they have a lot of interest in it then yeah I can sure I mean if if uh, you have the financial uh capability to you know go study music because it's not cheap to study music so yeah if you have it then you can i mean go for it can, I, I, can people study music in malaysia do yeah, you? yeah we can uh it's it's somewhat i mean it's it's not like the cheaper kind of degrees are uh, uh like i would say mass comm slash business is more of the con not uh it's a bad way of saying but conventional kind of degree where okay i mean you can get you can find like uh, general degree uh, yeah general convenient. so but i think music one is more is more specialized so uh even even that like fees on that is like higher even it locally uh and then uh doing it abroad is when you say like it's very expensive uh. but if you have i mean they have the chance to and they like to then yeah sure I, I i think it wouldn't wouldn't hurt just that if you want to be a musician full-time it's a it's a different thing i i think yeah uh, you have to understand the the consequence also of the choice because it's not all glam and uh and fun it's always i mean it's, it's also all the it's the hard work behind and a lot of times it's uh like being in doing music full time, uh, there are certain trade offs uh, that you have to, I, I would I would think, so like mainly, uh, not say friends but you know hang yeah you you work different on on like weekends or on nights weekends and nights that sort of thing so the trade off is like oh you know if most of your friends are not musicians then they want to hang or like you know like events whatever then you have to forego that. And sometimes it's, I say it's not like lonely, but when it, it's like, 
so if you it may feel like the, left out like you know because hey, you're always like the working time, time is different yeah. from your friends lah. Yeah, yeah or like or like it's not just working but like like the because work is not just at the gate you still have to learn it up or be prepared mm-hmm. prepared for it at home and and you have to put in like time and hours for that uh, so it will still like trade off your time with whatever fun things that you can do outside I mean like yeah lah like basically it's not just like oh you know show up a gig and play and like everybody like likes what you do and that sort of thing lah but it's also the the grind in the back end that what he sees ah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't talk about the imposter thing, but basically, yeah, why I, why I, yeah, why I say that, and and you brought it up like that. I, I, I do find myself in that certain times, especially like when there is a big challenge, or like not challenge lah, like when I'm about to set foot in a bigger opportunity, because like you know all this all this while I I didn't study music, so if you talk about credibility, hey, mm. I'm not. Uh, I don't have that. Uh, I know. I know it doesn't. Okay, not to say it doesn't matter in this industry, but a lot of it is what you can do as well. Uh, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm thankful that for the opportunities that I have that that have sort of brought me to where I am. Uh, and also, I mean, I know it's not myself lah. It's uh, I'm I'm certain it's also God's opportunity that He opened. But in terms of uh. Feeling credible, I I always struggle mm. to to <clears throat> because my my journey is so unconventional, you know, uh, that mm. that okay like uh someone like okay if like I'm doing like going to do like I'll get called for a big show like yeah I I have that struggle that like hey actually like there are so many other people who can do it and more credible, but like you know like. Yeah, it's just the self-confident confidence sort of thing. And so even like despite like doing it so often, I still have that <laughs> struggle with it. Uh, certain certain times, certain seasons. Yeah, but but yeah, as, as real as it gets. Uh, so I just have to to do it well. And then whatever is not in my hands, then it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You just try to so how you overcome it is like try to focus what you need to do now and try to forget about what it is in your imposter syndrome lah. Like yeah, I still have to yeah, sort that sort of thing. And as much as it, I inflict a lot of stress on myself because of that, uh, I still have to grind through it and you know, just do it and hope that people would like it. I mean, people as in the people that call lah. And mm-hmm. from there, if it's good, then okay, like, thank God, and then continue doing that. <laughs> I see, I see. Okay, Ken. I guess actually for your industry, there might be quite a lot of like, like what you said for credibility, uh, concern, or also like your own imposter syndrome, or there's so much people out there might be better than me, but why? Who am I playing mm. in this band? But I guess. Uh, the reason why you might be getting this band is also because they see something in you lah. So maybe that's mm. why you can get you are getting in a world tour with Fish Long in China now. So I mean that's something to shout out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
I guess so that's why actually my next question would be like uh to, for more detail like when you have this kind of imposter syndrome what kind of things that you do to overcome that uh? what do I or do you I don't do? overcome <laughs> you just ignore not to say I don't overcome I mean I just get by it but I know I oh, you don't talk, think I, about it just no, work I, on I, what you need to yeah like I definitely talk to people talk to my wife mm-hmm. uh, like you know, I don't feel bad or like, I don't feel I'm the right person for this. So uh, yeah, all, all this nonsense, like at times, uh, but, but when it, when it really comes down to it, uh, sort of like zoning in and okay, just, just not say get through it, but like do what I do what the best I can. Uh, like I, I always know that for myself, I, I'm, I'm not the most qualified person, but I, try and do what I can that's good enough that I know that's uh to my best lah. So I know my limitations. So like okay lah, if I know certain things like I really can't control then I just do it. Uh just try and prepare even like for the songs, you know, just try and prepare the best I can, try and play it the best I can. And and I guess yeah people would uh if people like people call back lah. <laughs> One more thing, sorry, I forgot to add, like, in terms of uh, advice, uh, is, mm. is, like, for people who want to, you know, uh, do this, or even be, like, uh, in the music industries, I think a lot of it is also the character of, <laughs> of the person, because, uh, okay, like, I mean, I hear stories or so, like, hey, you know, like, that person is, like, fantastic, like, musician, but why you know he they like they choose to call someone else because uh the guy is just you know like too cocky or too hard to work with in hard, work together lah so uh, character and like not teamwork but i mean teamwork yes but being able to attitude to, yeah attitude and as as well as like your chemistry lah with people it, you should have that and not be a diva or like not come in and expect, expect, expect stuff. But more so in this mm, industry, right? Yeah, because because you're uh what's the word? You are or like a person, like a role, right? Like let's say a guitarist, whoever, like a musician, it's very replaceable. Like anyone so they can like, you know, call back or like call call mm-hmm. to replace you like So so you don't want to be like a you don't want to be a person where you are so good, but you're not getting called because, I don't know, because your attitude stinks or you think you're a diva. So that's something that uh, that Aubrey also taught. Or well, not taught, lah, like, uh, what? I think I caught that from him because, yeah, he, he he's like a top, top guy. Like, he's like the David Foster in Malaysia, but... He's a very humble guy la, and very down to earth. And you don't like carry yourself like, hey, you know, I I do all these all these shows or all this play for all these artists and like you know, like I'm I'm the thing la. like no la. So in in the interactions you have with people, people can sense the genuity uh, genuine genuineness la, of your attitude la, of your character. So that is I think that's one important thing as well. La. Aside from music, do you have 
in order to succeed in this industry. I think it's the same across all industries or all careers. Yeah. If you have bad attitude or bad character, uh, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a huge no. It's the first no for every job interviews or like yeah. what what's for yeah. every jobs lah. Generally, character makes a difference lah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ken. I guess that's all from my side. Or do you have anything else you wanna ask? Nope. No. Do you have anything else you feels like you wanna share about Marcus? No, I I think I I'm good. I think like I I yeah I'm good. <laughs> okay, can no problems. I guess yeah. I I heard you to I heard you share a lot about your music career, and also you're starting uh. Uh, right after uni time and also struggling during the MCO and currently now finally going more works to do la. and also going to a tour with Fish Leung that's good <laughs> so uh, I wish you all the best in your music career Thanks. and hope you can become one of the figures that will tell others think twice again before you choose your <laughs> music career and also don't choose music for degree like that <laughs> Yeah, all right. Uh, so before we end the chat, uh, Recruiter Insights are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So if you're interested in further contents like this or career pivot story, you can follow us on LinkedIn page and also uh, Instagram. Uh, we will put a link below and we will try to upload consistently by weekly. Uh, if we don't, which means we are too busy for that few weeks. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening today. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Do you think has Let me talk, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>